Do you know what I'm going to ignore? <laughs> Was it me saying hurry up? Your attitude is what I'm going <laughs> to ignore. I said that. <laughs> yeah. I said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to know that I already was typing hills, yeah. I know you, you were. Hurry up. I saw you and typing. So <laughs> my hills, yeah, was not in response to hurry up at all. I know it wasn't. I saw you okay. typing. <laughs> That's why How's I said it. How's it going? It's, it's good. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. Uh, are we going to just It's jump- the first and last time. Are we just jumping into this? No, I want to know about your day. I I know, but are we starting the episode? That's what I mean yeah. by jumping into this. Okay, we're starting the episode, and then I want to hear about your day. You want to hear about my day? Whatever yeah. yours, you so want to hear about, it's because you want to talk about your day. No, so, I okay. don't. I have nothing to talk about. Oh, wow. That's so nice. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding around. Well, been... I ask you about your day every goddamn time. <laughs> I know, I appreciate it. I do. Um, yeah, I've been I've been sick for about three days now. You've uh, been thanks. sick. I've been sick. Yeah. With what? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to the doctor. I'm just sick for a while. <laughs> I didn't go. Well, I, I'm glad you said that because I got a lot of stuff to say. <laughs> uh, so. While I was sick, I watched a lot of movies. Cool. Um, I started that. I started that uh, Tremors uh, Shrieker Island. I told you about that yesterday. You know. It was today, but okay. <laughs> it was today. Yeah, that was just earlier today. Oh wow, well, I was up pretty late. I couldn't sleep, so I was just watching stuff. Oh, you're right. It was yesterday. Never mind. I'm the was. one that's a fool. I'm the I, fool. I went to sleep really early yesterday, so. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I get you. I um, yeah, I um. Let's see, where was I? Where was I? You were um, sick. I was sick, and was you were watching Tremors. Tremors, Shrieker Island. Um, you know, it was direct to video, so can't really complain too much. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> It had that Josh, what's his name? Napoleon Dynamite Header? Hater? Oh, H- Hater, yeah. yeah and I don't think to... it's Josh. I think it's John. Are you sure about that? I'm I pretty sure it's... it's John Header. Yeah, you're probably right. You can owe me $90. He couldn't fool me. He couldn't fool me. He had a beard and he was acting all. He wasn't cool by any stretch. He wasn't supposed to be cool, but he wasn't Yet, supposed to be. There were like a, a handful of movies after Napoleon Dynamite. That he was in with straightened hair, where straight it was hair. supposed to, the whole fun thing was supposed to be like that's him, and now he's different. But it's but like we he was know the, he was the same. He's he's even like he has that face, and it just sounds like he's saying, "Gosh, like yeah, you know, he's a he can't escape it." No, and, you know, now and I don't have a movie that's gonna stand. You know, that was like one of the biggest movies for an entire generation so like he can complain what's, all he wants so. what's weird about uh napoleon dynamite though i don't think it held cult status i think it got cult status uh, and then it it was like um quoted dropped. and popular for maybe two years it got dropped from cult status i don't think anyone cares about napoleon dynamite now 
can you really call it cult status because it was like a phenomenon like it was popular okay. i don't think it even yeah. got a cult i think it was a big deal I, which is weird because i yeah. think it was it was um it was probably presented in a way where it was probably more aimed towards being a weird movie but i think yeah. it came out at the same time as like i i'm pretty sure because i know these came out when i was in high school sure, sure. um and juno came out when i was in high school and i think those were very similar movies in the sense uh -huh. where it's like oh we're we're about the weird people now yep yep and the music and the style and the color and and the jokes like it's all very it's cool to think about you know because like you think like oh that i i don't know i guess i shouldn't say you think <laughs> i think i kind of I'm discovering again how much uh, uh, unique uh, style that era had. Because it's like, well, the 90s had this and the 80s had this and the 70s, but the 2000s didn't really have anything. It's like they really had their own thing. That they, was yeah, they had a hipster vibe. To that time. And those two movies are a big part of it. And, you know, the, uh, uh, what's that one? <laughs> I can't think. Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. I heart. I heart Huckabees. Yeah, it was all. Uh, it was State. all because it was the time when <laughs> like cool people were trying to be weirdos because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they wanted that. Uh, they wanted that status of like, oh, I don't. I don't have any friends. I'm cool. Yeah, they wanted to take the the loser aesthetic, but make it cool. Like that's what it was. It was just like it's cool to be a loser, but it's like you all have like friends and hang out with each other yeah i mean so did like it's not like it's not like we identified with the losers no no i'm not saying that either <laughs> um it's that yeah it's not like well, look what they took from us like we were probably in that same group where it's like we're also losers because look at look how cool it was um <laughs> but yeah it was hard it, it was hard to get out of that sense because i i know i fell into it too where i'm like i'm so like juno like but then i was like no i'm not like <laughs> <laughs> nobody is no human on in the planet is like juno nobody I, talks like that that movie made me so mad i just remember the scene where she tells uh her dad what's her what's the actor's name that plays her dad that's jk simmons yes that's the man i didn't i knew it was two letters and the last name simmons but i didn't want to get the letters wrong so <laughs> um i yeah, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, he made a joke. Like, it was like the first he was hearing about it. And it's just like, oh, the silly man. Like, they also had Rain Wilson as the. Yeah, Rain Wilson. He, remember. he was the guy that sold her the pregnancy test. And he's like, that's one doodle that can't be shooken up, home skillet or something Some along shit those lines. Like that. Some, yeah. Some of that horrible dialogue. Something about an etch a sketch. I don't know. They love it. They loved it back then. They loved that dialogue. And so did I. Fuck <laughs> it's me. It's fine. No, no. <laughs> I, but I was 17, to be fair. So. No, we were all 17, you know? <laughs> Every single person was 17. <laughs> I'm not saying anyone's wrong for it. I'm just saying it's very much, it's fine. It's, it's, yeah, I shouldn't even say it's bad. It's just, it is what it is. And it's, it's very much that time. And uh, it's fun to watch that stuff. And, um, and see it and it's also nice to know that it's like it's hard to, it's hard to know that you have a style at the time because you just assume that's what things look like you know yeah like, and i'm just always like well it, it doesn't happen anymore she's like just wait a little bit you know like it'll become clear what the i don't know what the 2010s 
or are you know 2010s but is we'll just that out. um that i guess we already talked about that on the friends episode but like that he's right behind me isn't he humor <laughs> is that right i guess i don't know that was 2010 that's pretty much what happened it was all ryan reynolds and all that shit yeah ryan reynolds is big he's still pretty big i guess but he's still like he's, I mean, it's only 20, he's big just for i think that he's fallen off of being cool because now it's just kind of like can you believe this and people are like all right <laughs> i know he is too because i like him again i i could not stand the guy for 10 years um and now i'm like he's fine. <laughs> so you know he's not cool anymore because he's fine with yeah him. that's exactly it he seems like he's more just like well people like he kind of dropped the act a, act a little bit as far as i'm concerned you know it's like he was playing yeah. that dude that he he started Dane out cook in those, yeah not yeah a little bit i mean he definitely did the dane cook attitude but it's uh he was he was in some movie. What was that? Waiting. National Lampoon was that it? Oh, uh, Van Wilder. Kind of, Van Wilder, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played that dude, and then he just always played that dude, and then it's just like so. He, later, it's yeah, just like, he's just kind of a guy, and he seems he seems like a good guy, you know, nothing against him. Um, yeah, he was always that hyper intense, like got a uh, ladies man kind mm-hmm. of guy. Where it, you didn't really believe that I, I don't know he was always like he always acted like a douche yeah but yeah. he'd somehow get all the ladies at the same time that's it I don't exactly know. it's like he has that personality where he's, <clears throat> he's uh he's he is a douche but he's not he's the right kind of douche you know and then now we know he loves his wife he so it's not it's not funny it's anymore. not funny because he loves his <laughs> wife so much <laughs> We're like, oh, you got to go home to your wife. You yeah, got to do that with yeah, your happy. wife. Yeah, you seem very happy and you're not uh, obnoxious about it. And I think you might have like things. cute kids and shit. I'm not sure. But it's like we don't know because as far as I know, and I'm not very online, so I don't know much about what's going on, but I never see him. You know, I don't see him around with his kids. You well, know, he's I... back. He's a little back in the, I mean, not to that extent, but he's mm-hmm. friends with Taylor Swift, which I think is his big limelight now because um that's but i see he's still not like super like you never you don't really see him but that's when i think that's when i hear the most about him because uh-huh. now he's friends with travis kelsey because uh taylor and blake are hanging out that's annoys me that annoys me again he's back <laughs> <laughs> no he's, he's back. fine i do remember he was at one of the, i think he was at one of those kc games because it was one of those things where it's like he was like the eighth person that people recognize and it's like oh mm-hmm. it's this person this person. i was like oh yeah and ryan reynolds is there too like oh yeah which is funny because did celebrities not go to nfl games before taylor i'm sure they did like so why is it a big i feel like it's I mean, more it's... maybe it just always was and i just wasn't paying attention and no, now it's, i am this is, it's i just think taylor swift is just on a different planet like <laughs> i mean they show up but it's always you know, it's old dudes like it's like this. And they just wave or 10 years ago and then he just kind of lifts his hand up. There's Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and he's like, you know, or it, it just feels I just think Taylor Swift, she, she doesn't exist on the same planet as she's the most. She is definitely the most famous person. She's the closest we have to to like what that like the peak fame, you know, that's just true. The, 
Like every- everyone has an opinion on Taylor Swift. There's no one that doesn't know who she is. And nobody is like, if you, nobody would have to be shown a picture of her or like see her name. If they saw it, like, they'd be like, oh, there's Taylor Swift again. Everybody knows what she looks like. They don't, yeah. they, they don't even need to know a single song, but she's so ridiculously famous that it is like, it's an event. Every time she was at the, uh, the Packers game, uh, this last game that they played and they like go to the audience and there she is sitting and she has her coordinated she has her three friends or two friends and they're sitting there and they're you know whatever they're wearing they're all wearing the same thing and it just it's funny to me because it's like i know she's cheering for it but like it's always like she looks so serious and they're never chatting like i know it's always it always feels like a performance so it seems exhausting it seems exhausting and it's like I hope that she enjoys the games um, or else this would be really exhausting, especially since the chiefs, like they're not, they're not bad by any means, but they're not like <laughs> going out there, you know, destroying everybody either. They lost that green Bay game and like losers and like Travis Kelsey, he's amazing of course, but it's like, this is the end of his career too. So it's kind of sad in that respect where it's like, he's still awesome, but like, <laughs> he's not like, you know peak travis kelsey the man's you know he's been around the block he has his two super bowls you know he's just i guess i didn't know that i knew he was in the super bowl last year but i that was the first i (laughs) i knew of the kelsey brothers so like i i i I was hearing for like he was big last year because it, it was him and his brother were against each other in the super bowl right yeah yeah that's i think that was his bit like that's when he became famous to me and then uh, now I think everyone's a lot of, not everyone, a lot of people are learning about him for the first time through Taylor Swift. And so, it, yeah, it is going to be jarring, I think, for for people to understand that he's done. Because I think I I was confused when you said that because I was like, he started last year, Paul. That's, <laughs> That's when I first it, heard of him. <laughs> I could see that because he, he sort of just, he's becoming the star. Like he, 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 I think he hosted SNL last he year. He did. Yeah, he hosted and, SNL. Which apparently still means something. I I get that it, it does. It's just weird to me that it does. But like he Yeah, it's still pretty big. But yeah, he did that and he's like in every commercial now. He's like he's the he's almost like he's not I don't know, he, he feels like Gronk. he's bigger than Pat Mahomes. He's bigger. Oh, Pat Mahomes. I thought you were gonna say he's bigger taken, than Gronk. He's eclipsed Gronk. Like <laughs> Gronk has had his time in the sun. He seems fine with it, you know. He's he's not he probably doesn't even know what's going on. Gronk is the only person that doesn't know who Taylor Swift is still. Yeah. Oh, it's a, a what? You, man. <laughs> Who's this little lady here, Travis? Gronk! Gronk down! To me, Gronk just talks like a Pokemon. It's not, it's, he's not dumb, but his name is Gronk. So I know. It's a big, like, lovable <laughs> guy that, like, of course, it's it's just impossible not to make him just a big doofus. Because, I mean, he's a like a party guy too. So. I'll tell you what, Gronk does really like music. So if she does music, I'm probably gonna get into it. <laughs> he has three to four Super Bowls. I can't remember. So you know, Gronk. Nobody's stopping Gronk anytime soon. But what yeah. what is what does uh, Travis Kelsey do on the on the football field? Uh, both him and and Gronk are tight ends. Okay, is that is that a usually a famous player? No, it's become more famous. It seems like okay. Um, 
and well, you know, I I don't know. I guess, uh, to me, it seems like that. I don't know if that's always the case, but they're always kind of these big. They're always kind of that size. It seems like you know these. Big, I never. Uh, really understood which football players get famous because it's confusing because what's his face was famous and he was just like because you told me defense defense players don't have like they have positions obviously but they're not like known for their positions right they're just called defense well no you're i mean that's you're talking specifically fantasy like you don't draft individual players i mean they they're known but it's it's less okay what i guess i'm trying to say is it's less common for a defense player to be famous right uh i guess so i think it's yeah i i guess so i would say so that would that would uh, be accurate because i think i would only i think in high school on once mm-hmm. I finally figured out who Clayton Manning was, right? Joke because that's what I called him. Um, that's when I guess I realized that quarterbacks were famous. Like the quarterbacks okay, were known okay. by their name by everybody. I think after I finally figured out who Peyton Manning was, that's when I realized that. But then, uh, Pitch Perfect comes out, right. and what's his fo- Clay Matthews? Clay Matthews. He was famous, and he's a defense player, right? Yeah, or was. And, and that was when, like, I think that's when I re- like, that's when I realized, Paul. Now, it wasn't until I did, like, fantasy for the first time when I actually learned anybody's fucking name. And that's when I learned, like, a handful of players, mostly yeah. cold players. Um, but, like, that's when I, I don't know. I guess I never really thought of a lot of, a lot of the NFL guys are just, like, nameless people on the field. And then there's the quarterback is what I thought. That's kind of how people and then, treat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, I mean, that's most of the time, and you will get, and you will notice a trend here too, because it's like J.J. Watt and and Clay Matthews. Like, if it's going to be that kind of star, it's usually or or uh, um, Travis Kelsey or Gronk. They're usually very large, specific looking, like white dudes. Like, it's the same sort of build and the same sort of like aw shucks or like kind of dumb guy like yeah they're always like super <laughs> nice like it's yeah. always the nicest guy or like as, uh, the characters they play in shows i guess i should say i don't i don't know these people but like they always play nice. that like yeah. doofus like nice guy where there's kind of gosh yeah like you said oh shucks uh i just came in here and i want to sing you a song yeah and it's like wide receivers seem like they're kind of the stars on the field but it seems like it's pretty rare, like outside of like Odell Beckham, for them to be like big household names. Like even if they're they're like the the hot shit, the talk of the league, like they they seem to stay inside football, you know. With yeah, the, with big exceptions, obviously, and that's true for every position. You know, you'll have some people pop up no matter what. But you know uh, what I wish, Paul? What's that? I wish that another show like the league would come out so that i can relearn you can learn football players sure i get that uh you can i felt i was so on my shit when the league was on you remember i remember how on the shit on your shit (laughs) now i i don't i don't care um this is i'm always like we gotta talk about our topic i'm like we don't have to do shit this is our fucking podcast and if you want to fight me my address is 1212 central avenue (laughs) And you can come fight me. And his weird box outside doesn't work. Yeah, and that's upsetting. Name, well, it works, but our name's not in it, and I don't. You really, gotta put. 
You gotta I don't want to have in there because it's fun. Through the whole thing. It's but it would be so fucking fun I to like it. buzz and be uh, like, "Hello, it's me," and then you'd be like, "How did you get here?" Um, and I'll say true. I drove, <laughs> and then we laugh. Um, <laughs> I do have one thing to say before we get to our topic. Wait a minute, we we were. I was about to go into something. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going into the episode. Uh, go ahead. No, I uh, I just wanted to say that the show uh, i've been telling you to listen to around the nfl and they're fun <laughs> i i am sure it is i i have a, a really hard time listening to podcast uh, then you're not gonna like this because this is okay <laughs> how was your day my day was fun uh the only one funny thing happened to me and it's not the reason i asked you why your goddamn day was because i do it every fucking time but it, a one, it was just a stupid little thing. But when I was driving home, you know how it's like pitch black now when you, it's like at five and that's when oh, I'm coming yeah. home from work. And so like, I'm driving home, uh, I'm at a stoplight that has a green uh, arrow. And so like, I get to the, I'm, I'm behind one guy and the arrow turns green and he doesn't move. And so okay. like, I, I, to me, I was like, a lot of people are looking at their phone are are looking at the light and not see the arrow you know so i give what i thought was a helpful little beep yeah um and i I, it wasn't like a burn it was just like a little just so like hey the rest of us want to go please (laughs) and then right after i did that i saw that he was waiting for a little old man to cross the street and then i felt terrible and so like that was enough for me i was like oh shit i was like a little old man sorry and so, like after that, like we all we all waited. The light turned yellow. That guy got to go, and then the rest of us just waited. He waited for me. Oh no! <laughs> so he turned, and then he waited. I saw him waiting, and I'm like, God damn it! And so, and then there's a four way stop right after you turn. And so, like I turned behind him, and then he sat at the four way stop. <laughs> what the and fuck? he did not move and then i was like so to him i think he was probably like this fucking bitch she honked at me and i'm gonna just like she she i dare her to honk again like i'm gonna sit here at a four-way stop and she's gonna honk again and in my car i'm like i'm so sorry about earlier i will sit here as long as we need to sit here and i'm not gonna make a peep i'm just gonna sit here and then i think that like he got that vibe after a little bit <laughs> like we just kind of like both safely drove the rest of the way down because <laughs> it, it was when we got to my neighborhood so like it was just a bunch of four-way stops oh but I, it was funny because it's one of those situations where you're like you never know like what the other car is thinking so it's just like i wish you had some way to communicate in any capacity in a car just to be like i'm sorry well that dude needs to chill the hell out i think (laughs) the thing it's like if you gave a little beep and you were unaware that there was a little old man like it's not like you kept laying on your horn right like you just you just gave him a little beep which is customary in that situation like that's and it's it, 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 it like if he's got so little going on that he can sit there and like try to fuck with somebody else again like it's like congrats are what are you and then it's like what I, are you gonna do are you gonna go home and and then it's like you you'll never guess what i did it's like there's, <laughs> you can't look good it's like somebody gave me a little he's gonna exaggerate he's at home telling whoever 
I know they're probably going to be like, she was she like, was weighing on the horn and would not stop. And this old man, he fell over because the horn was so loud. And, uh, and I, was, I got out and helped him. And she kept plugging anyway. And I was like, I'm helping, ma'am, I'm helping this old man. Like, that's such a. She rolls down her window and she says, fuck you and fuck man. that old man. When the arrow goes, I go, bitch. <laughs> she ran over him. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah it's there's and no... it's like dark there's no street lights so it's like i had no way of seeing this guy until i literally didn't see the old man until he got under the street light in the middle of like the road yeah so i was to me i'm just kind of like the light's green why isn't this guy turning yeah and it's like, like and it happens all the time and that's the thing he doesn't want to be accused of that but it's like two if he were smart about this he would realize you saw that because you didn't continue honking and that you're gonna feel bad about it and that's right. all that needs to happen. Like that if he wants his little like, oh, I was right. It's like he got that already. He did get that. And yeah. Now he just feels like and there I guarantee you unless he's I don't know, maybe not, but <laughs> whenever I come close to doing something like that, I spend the rest of the day like, I shouldn't have done that. That was shitty. <laughs> like I just feel well, like Well, uh, what is funny is what <laughs> I think that I don't maybe they thought that I was the insane person, you know? Because, like, after we waited at that four-way stop and he went again, it was normal after that. Like, I was behind him for, like, nine more stops. <laughs> and we didn't have any more issues. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he probably did feel stupid. I think he was probably... <laughs> what he was going to do if you... Oh, sorry. Coughing, sorry. Um, What he was going to do if, if you... I don't know what he I had hoped for, but like he definitely wanted me to honk again. His goal. Yeah. I think he I, I do not like that <laughs> that car situation of teaching uh -huh. someone a lesson. I don't want to teach anybody any lessons in a car Let's because I used to be hot headed and drive. Uh -huh. And it only gets you almost killed every time. Like I've never killed. I've never gotten mad in a car and tried to teach somebody a lesson without it ending with me almost getting run off the road by some crazy person because yeah. if you're already mad at a driver they're fucking insane that yeah, they people live in different worlds in their car especially this is a research i've done <laughs> uh that the further south you get the worse it gets like the the north uh you know there's just there's chaos but it seems like everybody's just like well that fucking happened i guess down yeah. there it is anything you do and you've said this before too anything yeah i had that guy do, go insane in birmingham yeah. that yeah they are just furious about it and if you get the wrong person you're fucked and yeah. like who knows what they're gonna what where they're gonna stop or what, what's gonna happen there so it's safe to say that it's best to just get on home and you know, do what you can. Turn up your Rage Against the Machine if you got that in your car and just yeah. scream it out. You know, It's never worth it because the other person is it. always going to be more insane than you. I think my my the time that I stopped doing anything to like piss off another driver ever, I was driving home from work again. And I was uh, this is when I lived in Louisville. So I was still taking like the highway highway. Mm -hmm. um, so like I was on, I think, 265 and I was driving and this guy was like all up on my bumper. And at that time I was still, I was a lot younger. 
So I was like, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to like slow down. So he has to like tailgate me and that'll show him, you know, mm-hmm. but now I just get out of people's way. I'm just kind of like, I'll just get like, you go around me. I don't want you anywhere near me. Exactly. But that like this time I was like, oh, and then after that, he was like targeting me. Mm-hmm. So he kept going around me and slamming on his brakes. Mm-hmm. And then he got like all over to my car and started to like try to run me off the road mm-hmm. into the ditch. Mm-hmm. And I just was terrified. So I just slowed way down and I was like trying to like, just get away from him. And I was like, and then after that, I was like, I'm never, never again. Like, I do not care if someone's mm-hmm. tailgating me. I'll just get into the other lane. I will let them pass me. I do not give a shit. I'm staying lost. That's why we all should learn from the movie Duel. And just oh, God, Duel. Duel. It was. Yeah. That was my Duel. Duel scared the shit duel. out of me. Duel is it, <laughs> the best. Fuck. It's the most thrilling movie I've ever seen. It I really think it is. Might be the most thrilling movie I've ever seen. Like, well, I, I think Duel. Uh, 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 sorry to interrupt you. No, Duel, I think, is just it's, it's something everyone has experienced, and it's a fear. It's a yeah, very legitimate fear. Yeah, that's it. It like, is because not like not all of us. Uh, like, there's only a handful of people that have actually come across a serial killer or a, a murderer of any kind have been like held at gunpoint. But everybody has been tailgated by a crazy person and thinks that oh, what what if? Yeah. And what if this didn't stop? And the, the Spielberg special, you know, or at least I don't know if it is. But, the you know, the best thing about it is just how, how little you don't see the driver ever. And mm. you only get an idea, but you build it. In your, you don't see him in throughout the entire movie. Believe this. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler warning for the movie Duel. But you never Duel see Duel that him. came out in like 75. Yeah, but I just watched it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, like you don't see him so you kind of you are also and i think this is another thing because i uh, me if i accidentally do something like this i'm like i'm not gonna look at the person because i'm just like eyes ahead just keep going and then i think it's part of it's just like you kind of build in your head it's like what is this person who did i piss off it's yeah you're against the car you're never against a guy yeah it's never, you never, like, I, even in that situation, I wasn't like, oh, I pissed off this guy. I was still, I pissed off this car and this car is out yeah, to get me. Like, I car. didn't even, yeah, you just kind of personify the car, you know, it's never, and then it's even scarier because I've had a semi get pissed at me before and it was terrifying. And he was pissed at me just for letting somebody over. I didn't even do anything to him and he almost killed me. So it's like, I, um it wasn't to the to the extent of duel obviously because <laughs> nothing was that scary but it's a very it's a really very real fear road rage is scary as fuck because people just get into that mindset yeah. and then i don't think they're even themselves they're not themselves either they're just like they're thinking of their car they're their car that's it and, and they're like i'm against that car that's it it's it's vehicle versus vehicle, and if they're if they're in a truck like they are in the movie Duel, and they you're in a tiny little car, they're like, well, I'm gonna crush you. Like, yeah, you think you can fuck with me? Well, guess what? You can't. Oh yeah. my god, Duel is so good. I Duel is so you. fucking good. Yeah, no one thinks like I'm gonna I am gonna murder this person. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna destroy that car, and then it's like, oh no, there was a person in there. It's <laughs> oh, like no. Twisted Metal. Yeah exactly like twisted metal <laughs> all right well we should probably get into the actual subject because we're pretty far into the episode now okay let's talk about uh let's talk about Grey's anatomy uh season two episode 25 17 seconds 
So, uh, <laughs> so I Paul think- says to me, he says, yeah. I want to watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This was not my idea. He said, I want to watch an episode of something. Oh, you said Grey's Anatomy specifically. And then I, I did, thought you were yeah. kidding. So I laughed. But then I, then you said you wanted to watch something that you had knew nothing about at all and had an insane episode. So I picked, I picked the most insane episode that I remembered the most and I rewatched it too, but I, I know probably the first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy very well. So like, this was the first episode that I thought of that I'm like, this is, this is a good episode to throw someone into because it's fucking nuts. So carry on, Paul. Well, I was just going to say, I yeah, because I, I thought this would be fun because it's like, I don't know. I know that it's a hospital drama, but that's the extent of it. And I know it's been on for a long time. Um, so I was like, okay, let's, uh, yeah, just throw me in. And, like, I don't want to get to know the characters. I just want to see it happen. As if I just turned on the TV and it's like, let's check out A Grey's Anatomy and this is the one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this episode was bizarre. This is... <laughs> This is, that's, that's the best thing I can say about it. It's like, I don't know if this style of, I know that this whole, the whole theme of this episode is the narrator, uh, uh, what's her name? Meredith Grey. So every episode begins with Meredith doing some kind of monologue, pretty much like Nick Weiger at the beginning of a Doughboys episode. She sets up the, <laughs> she Sorry. sets up. It's, it's just to connect it to something everybody's familiar with. Well, our entire <laughs> audience of whoever, the two people that listen to it, that probably is the best. Way. There is a good handful of people that listen to this, but yeah, they probably all are Doughboys fans. Um, but. Welcome. Yeah, it's pretty much she'll like say something that has a little bit to do with what's going to happen. Every episode title is linked to a an 80, a 70s or 80s song. And then she has a monologue at the beginning of every episode that's pretty much just being like. Crazy to think, blah, 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 blah. And then she'll be like, that's how she talks. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the the actress that plays Meredith Grey in in her her genuine accent is has a strong Boston accent, so it's oh, really? very funny. Yeah, like so. Yeah, if you just hear, her, I think it's Ellen. Uh, I don't. It's like Pompeo or something. I don't know how to say her last name, but yeah, she has a very thick Boston accent naturally. So she's always like, "Oh, well, what do we?" I can't do accents. Um, but she has a very thick Boston accent and it's very funny to hear her Meredith Grey accent because it's, it's not very good and she does not have very much emotion with it. Yeah. Obviously not as much as her natural voice, but here she is the most, uh, very successful woman in her, what, 27 season show. So yeah, everything starts with, with a monologue from Meredith. So she's consistent. She has not left the show. Yes, she is the only consistent. Wow. Uh, it's Grey's Anatomy and Meredith Grey has not left the show. For, for how many seasons did you say? I don't actually know. Oh, okay. um, so I am I know that I'm pretty sure they're, they're either in the teens or the 20s by now. It's been on since I was, I think since I was in middle school. Hello? Jeez, sorry. Um. I thought you were going to keep going, so I stopped. But Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you. I couldn't hear anything. I said, geez. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, so this, that's, that is, that's, I, I thought that was strange. I thought Catherine Heigl, is that her name? Um, 
I thought she was the main character. I didn't. Oh no, Catherine Heigl only lasts three seasons. Oh wow. Well. Yeah. um, Okay, so yeah, I I thought she was the big person. The episode that you watched is pretty much uh, Catherine Heigl's like exit. Oh. She she has. Yeah, she has this, and then she has like a a weird ass season after this. Uh, it's all so as we kind of talked about, I think on our friends episode, uh, we we talked a little bit about Grey's Anatomy. But the big thing on Grey's Anatomy is that there's a lot of drama on set, and pretty much if you piss off the creator, you piss off anybody on the the cast, you're gonna have like the most dramatic exit on this show. A lot of people get murdered on their way out. You don't usually get to leave and just like start your life outside of Seattle Grace Hospital. Uh, Seattle Grace Hospital is where doctors go to die. <laughs> um, one so this episode. Catherine Heigl, uh, it, it was a big, uh, it was a big controversy because she was kind of labeled as difficult okay. because she she wanted like she wanted better like um, episodes for her storylines. She she felt like she was always put into like these dumb storylines. And then they pretty much gave her this. And then after this, they gave her, they gave her cancer. Um, I think that she, she does. I think actually Catherine Heigl lives for a while because she, she gets to leave, but she has cancer when she leaves. And she also like destroys all her relationships when she leaves so that she can't come back. Um, And then I think she's like in a dream, maybe like 19 uh, seasons later, maybe. Mm. But yeah, she was uh, kicked off for being difficult as I, and I think that came kind of came out later where she, like, she was just basically asking, she was just pretty much an assertive woman and they're just kind of like this bitch again. That's what they're called. They're called difficult. (laughs) Cause I know that Seth Rogen actually uh, finally apologized to her. Cause I think the same issue came up with Knocked Up, which was her big movie with Seth Rogen. Um, cause she, he kind of labeled her the same way. Um, she, she was just pretty much, uh, being just like a a normal a- actress on set and he was just kind of like this bitch is like asking for too much and they were all like completely rude to her like through the whole thing labeled her as difficult and i think it made it hard for her to work for a while because she had the gray's anatomy thing and then she had the knocked up thing and then people didn't want to work with her and then i think seth rogan finally apologized like maybe like last year i know and he's always doing how many times has he had to fucking do that where he's gonna yeah shitty half apologies I don't, I don't hate Seth Rogen. He's a guy, you know, but he does have to do that a lot. Yeah, you can't get pissed off at guys, am I right? He's just I mean, a guy. He's a bro, and I don't, <laughs> that's the number one rule. I don't get mad at I don't I, get mad at guys, okay? You guys are just being guys, and you know. sometimes uptight women just kind of come on and are kind of like, uh, fucking everything up, fucking up the vibe, am I wrong? Yeah, it's like, he, yeah, it's like, I know he treated a woman like shit, and his his best friend is like a serial predator. But like, yeah, but like, he finally whatever. cut ties with him. <laughs> he finally he, did. He, and got... he like probably didn't know and stuff. Like, <laughs> come on, man! It only like, took him until he was like forty something years old to be like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't hang out with a guy that is <laughs> like uh, sexually assaulting younger women or something. You know what? I just like maybe that's not good for like my image immediately when it it gets to the point where they can't deny it anymore they're always like oh yeah like (laughs) 
pretend like they just found out about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we thought it was fine, but then apparently it's yeah. uh, true. Oh, I thought you were kidding. Oh, no. Oh, not dude. Kidding, not cool, you were dude. so good on Freaks and Geeks, though. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not a good scene, bruh. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's that's a, that's a difficult position. Uh, Just like Catherine Heigl is trying right. to do all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Tommy Lee Jones. Is that his name? Um, that's and, a uh, Men in Black guy. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my uh, qualities is I don't know anybody's names. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad with names, and I apologize to our audience. I try sometimes. I sit there and I'm like, his name is john franklinberg watch watch our biggest fan come back just for this episode and be like <laughs> what? Wait, what first of all they didn't like me even though i was an <laughs> asshole <laughs> wait did he say i didn't know any names i don't know what he said mm. um wait a minute I lost <laughs> my train of thought. now whatever um all right, but yeah, the, he uh, he's a bad guy. So let's move on to the episode. Are you ask? Are you wonder? Are you wanting me to start? Oh no! Um, what? So in this episode, there's two storylines going on. So this is the big episode that a lot of people know this episode, even if they're not big Grey's Anatomy fans, which is another reason why I chose this episode, because it's not like anyone's going to be like, that happened on Grey's Anatomy? Mm-hmm. Um, so the big storyline, this is when um, Izzy falls in love with a patient, and he is a patient that came to her as uh, um, he has a, a heart condition, and um so he's look he's waiting for a heart transplant i don't know all the all the jargon for like uh i know that he has an lvat wire i don't know exactly what that does but i know if you cut it that your heart starts not beating anymore which is what this whole episode was about so uh izzy makes this um grand decision to cut the lvat wire to get her boyfriend denny moved up on the transplant list above another patient at the same time there is, there was a big shooting at a I, it was either a convenience store or a no it was a restaurant. restaurant there was a shooting at a restaurant that um a guy came in to try to shoot the general manager who was played by oh, fuck i i thought that I, his name would come to me by the time i said played by and it did um, not ken marino <laughs> yes ken marino which everybody recognizes um so he was played by Ken Marino at his most annoying. Everybody hated that guy in this episode as, yeah, as he, you were supposed to. So he was the general manager that this guy came to shoot. The guy shot a bunch of the other people that worked there. So there was like a whole big, everybody was there being shot. There was one girl that got shot that was pregnant and she passed away during this. So like, that's the whole one storyline. And the other storyline is, um, Two heart surgeons are battling over getting a heart transplant, um, and it could either go to Denny, which is the uh, Izzy's man, or Dr. Han is the other doctor there. She has a patient at a different hospital, and it could either go to her patient or Dr. Burke's patient, which is Izzy's man, Denny. I hope I explained that in a a, uh, way that anyone could follow. I don't think I did, but here we are. No, this episode, 
it's it's so hard to explain i tried to explain it out loud after i'd watch it i'm like i don't oh sorry before i i I, there is a third storyline that i i missed out on um so during this meredith and derek meredith just found out that her dog with derek shepherd um also has cancer she is dating the vet and she she has broken up with derek at this point and he is back with his wife and there's a love triangle where Dr. Addison Shepard is realizing that Derek may still be in love with Meredith. And that is the third storyline. Now continue, Paul. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there's so much <laughs> shit like this that happens in this episode. And it's like, I could kind of figure out what was going on. I, I, had, I had not seen a single other episode, but I was like, okay. So the, Okay, so this is your first ever episode. So what, what storyline stood out the most to you? What were you most interested in? interested is a strong word no i I was interested i was just i was just baffled by the whole izzy situation like that was i could if she had already been you know labeled as quote-unquote difficult at this point i could see why i i i would think that maybe they like they're are they trying to make her like manic like she's just this is her this is the most insane izzy has ever been in this series is this part so up until up until this point so izzy was a model that put herself through medical school doing like um playboy spreads so that was her big thing dr alex karev which is the doctor that was Mm -hmm. giving her all the attitude and went with dr burke to get the transplant he was in love with izzy and she turned him down and she turned him down because she she fell in love with this the patient Denny. So that's why he he has such animosity towards Denny and Izzy at this point, where he's still he's still trying to help Izzy, but he does not want to help Denny, and that's that's why that situation is happening. So up until then, that was her whole storyline. Um, George is her best friend. George is the doctor that is dating the um um. I can't think of it. The bone surgeon and Callie. So the bone surgeon is the one that was having issues fitting in with Meredith and Izzy. And those were George's friends. And so he was trying to push her to be friends with them. But she felt like they kept like shading her. And so when Meredith came like to talk to her about her dog's cancer, she was like this bitch. And then George was like, you got to help her. Uh, I was so is it about that he made like, yeah little, i i i didn't know those two were involved until the very end and it was weird it's it's never like, their <laughs> relationship never made sense because i don't think george ever treated her like they get married oh my god and george still never treated her well like it was he he always treated her like a second choice because he was in love with meredith so his whole first season was him in love with meredith and then like he finally sleeps with her and she cries during it. And then he was like, uh, oh no, she doesn't love me. Like she's only doing this because she thinks she has to. And then um, after that, he was like, um, I'm moving on. But his way of moving on was just like, start. he started dating Callie, which is the woman in this episode. And then he just treated her like that the entire fucking time where it's just kind of like, yeah, this is just a girl I know. <laughs> yeah it never yeah like you said it never seemed like they were a couple it's just kind of like yeah she she does all this shit for me and she seems to love me a lot and she cares a lot about me and i'm just kind of like yeah kelly's there to do this <laughs> shit yeah i love meredith 
But at the end, she's like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> this is not just like a, like, he's not, like, he just seemed like he was, like, giving her advice throughout the episode. Yeah. That was just like, I did not see that. And I, yeah, I know it's a TV show, so uh, you don't. That was their it. whole relationship, though. It never felt believable. Because I, I think, yeah. too, you're supposed to be like, okay, he does still love Meredith. Like, it's never, he never treated Callie like she mattered. And that did come to a point where. She was like, you're treating me like shit. And she and it is very satisfying when she finally just drops his ass because I'm just kind of like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like but he never treated her well. I was going to ask too, because it's like, I know the whole the whole Meredith speech at the beginning was about, it's like, uh, it was about anger or something. But like everybody was so nasty to each other. Is that not how it is? Is that sort this- of theme? This was a very angry episode because okay. Derek Derek was pissed because in the the episode right before this one, um, so Derek is McDreamy. Derek is McDreamy okay. and uh, Patrick Dempsey. If you don't know, um, the audience, not you, but like Patrick Dempsey and Meredith were together up until maybe two episodes ago, and that's when Addison Shepard finally comes into the picture. Okay. So Addison Shepard comes in and she basically is like i'm Derek shepherd's wife and then meredith is like he's married and yeah, so that's basically that. where you came into so um and then addison's trying to make their relationship work even though she knows that pretty much Derek and meredith are still in love with each other but addison's like got to make my marriage work and you're kind of at you're kind of at the beginning and the end of that at the same time because she makes that speech to Derek where she's like um because she sleeps with uh mark sloan mcsteamy is the guy's name nickname in the show so she she had she had slept with mcsteamy during their marriage and that's why derek that's why derek moved to seattle okay so i don't know i don't remember where they're from i think they're from like san diego or something i'm not sure um, but he moved to seattle to start a whole new life at seattle grace hospital and he just leaves his wife behind, apparently, with McSteamy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, basically, like, they, uh, so he comes, and then this is when Meredith realizes he's married. But at this point, it seems like they're trying to make it work, all three of them still working together, because, like, Addison makes that speech to Meredith, where she's like, are you still sleeping with my husband? And Meredith mm-hmm. is like, no. Um, and she's like, are we all friends? Which is a weird line too. Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was bizarre. I don't know. Addison's one of my favorite characters. Cause I think she also gets smart like Callie where she's just kind of like, fuck Derek. You know what? I'm an awesome woman and I do all this cool shit and I'm still like behind this guy. That's like, I might like you. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. And then I, I like when Addison's finally just kind of like, fuck it. I'm gone, bitch. Um, Addison was making me laugh this whole episode. First of all, because I didn't know what her relationship was with Meredith <laughs> or Derek. <laughs> he, at the beginning, I just thought, it's like, what is she fucking like? Give him some room. Like, she's just standing <laughs> between like, What's going on with you guys? Is everything okay? And it's just like, shut up. Like, that you like stop to talk to him individually and like, just like leave them alone for a moment. But then it's like, then it just came out that she. <laughs> she was married to Derek and yeah that whole that whole scene with her and uh and uh Meredith where yeah she's like she's like are you sleeping with him still and then like she's so fine about that which is fine but then her, her scene where 
Derek and she's like, I slept with this guy and like <laughs> I did all this stuff. What else can I do? <laughs> Maybe don't start with that. <laughs> like she's like, I did everything I could. I slept with him. I brought him over to make him mad. <laughs> No, okay. She didn't bring him over to make him mad. He because McSteamy's in love with Addison. Okay. So, so yeah, she slept, and then this kind of comes out like during the whole, like if you watch the whole series. But like McSteamy is in love with Addison, and like they and Derek has been ignoring Addison for a long time, and that's why her and McSteamy got together in the first place. Mm-hmm. But like I guess they had like a whole affair, but he fi- he finally walked in on them. I guess at one point, and that's when he just moved to Seattle. So like. <laughs> but yeah her whole speech during this episode was pretty much that she was like so she um had slept with him and then he came to seattle grace hospital to tell addison that he loved her is what mcsteamy did and then that's when she didn't think that Derek cared enough it's because she was like he comes all the way here and you're just kind of like fine but then as soon as meredith is dating some guy that you barely know like you get pissed off as hell So he didn't get as pissed off at McSteamy as he did with the vet for dating Meredith. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing was was absurd. And then she's, uh, it's funny to me too, because one of her supervisors comes up to her because she spills all this out. And then like all of her coworkers are looking at her. It's her and Derek. And they think they're in a private area, and then yeah, they're they're at the top of the uh, stairs, and so every they the scene they're yelling this at each other, and then as soon as they're done yelling, they look down, and everybody's looking up at them. Yeah, he did like it was one of those moments where it's like Derek could have stopped, probably stopped her a lot earlier if he was just like, oh. But he's an asshole. He's a dick. He hates Addison. Addison, I mean, not not Allison. Uh, oh, Addison. Yeah. So no, I said it wrong. Um, uh. But yeah, so that's that plot line. That was probably the le- well. It was pretty weird to me not knowing the context. It's funny to not know the context. So. It would be funny to start that episode not knowing anything and just having uh, Kate Walsh's character just being like, "You guys look mad. Are we still friends?" <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm just like, what is she doing? Like, and then she just cat butted her head, and I'm like, what is her relationship with these two people? And it's, it was even more baffling after I learned that she was Derek's ex, uh, ex current wife. wife. Current uh, wife. Sorry. Oh, current wife. Yeah. And, and that he had slept with this other woman that she's like <laughs> fine with. And like, <laughs> like that whole thing is just bizarre. So what happens at Seattle Grace stays at Seattle Grace. I don't know if that's true, but uh, <laughs> yeah, her, her supervisor comes up and like, takes her he's like don't uh you know don't do that anymore don't don't uh, (laughs) air all your personal grievances out loud and she then goes into this whole thing which i'm sorry and then like gives a whole spiel and i just wish she was just like i don't i don't care just don't do that like (laughs) just uh don't do it anymore (laughs) just uh don't do it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um it's funny that 
that that's a quote from just like uh, our brother's oh, video I that like, he made. I knew it was something very specific. I quote it all the time, and I realize nobody has any way of knowing what I'm talking about because <laughs> who has seen <laughs> who has seen uh, my brother Tom and his friend Collins' video of them going through Walmart? Nobody. It's one of the best comedy films ever made. It's very. It funny. really is. I think that if you put that on like um, Netflix, that it would probably be the most the next cult classic. That I'm sorry, but uh, we we can get back to Grey's Anatomy right after that. But him and Colin do this whole bit. We had um, in our old house, uh, we had a, a fireplace upstairs, so the basement had this little place that collected all the um, the dust from there or whatever it's called, the burns. The burns. I'm I'm missing missing the actual word. The ash. Thank you. The burns. Um, So there's like a little thing, and they open it. They're they're doing this whole like um, Indiana Jones. No, they're doing a Sherlock and Watson thing, where they just kind of have Colin at the front, and then Thomas as his Watson, just being like, "Doctor," and he goes, "This seems to be some kind of ancient shitter." Ancient people took precious in here. Yeah. Oh no, you're finishing, Doctor. Ancient people took the shits. Ancient shits. Never again open this door, Watson. By golly gag. No, he says by golly gag. It's a John. Ancient people took their shits in here. Ancient shits. That's what the video was called. It was called Ancient Shits. <laughs> yeah, it was Shits. called Ancient Shits. It was the best thing. I I so think it's still funny. one they of the best things that, I've ever seen. They woke up that monster. Yes, they opened up the Ancient it. Shits ghost. And he was terrorizing them. And he just said, just uh, don't do it anymore. And then he... <laughs> that was really funny. It's like, okay. Just don't. Just don't do it anymore. So that's a video that... You know what? Fuck it. We're talking about it. Because literally... This is the only podcast, unless Colin has a podcast, or like <laughs> his brother has a podcast. And they Colin has it. a firefighter's podcast <laughs> where he talks about ancient shits. <laughs> it's Colin uh, okay, before we get to the fire, we're going to talk about <laughs> a video up. I did with my friend in high school. <laughs> so if you want, like, you know, Simpsons-level rehashing of jokes that are way funnier in the actual, <laughs> in the actual context... <laughs> the actual content then, there's uh, also yeah. sorry yeah. you're still talking <laughs> i'm done now <laughs> there's also a whole part where they go to walmart and they go bowling for boxes which is mm-hmm. just them setting up a bunch of boxes in the walmart parking lot and then running them over but colin is so manic during it that mm-hmm. it makes me laugh so hard every time i watch it because it's just tom just being like oh my god he's like oh fuck what does he say because he's like you want to go bowling for boxes? No, I don't want to go bowling uh, for boxes. Here we go! And then he, uh, <laughs> Those aren't boxes. Around. That's just cardboard now. <laughs> and he's like, let's look at the wreckage. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at the wreckage. Uh, let's take a look at the wreckage. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. You know what? And like I said, I would feel bad talking about it, but it's literally the only place you're going to hear It's the only place. Jokes. Uh, it might not even exist anymore it might it's lost media as well yeah one of the best uh bits of comedy uh ever produced is lost media funnier than anything those uh three uh kids (laughs) snl children have ever done absolutely it's still yeah 
I, I, the worst thing I ever did was give that video back to Thomas because he just lost Never it because do he doesn't care. Yeah. Never he do doesn't that. care. I did that with another thing. I gave him back a DVD and I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I told Tom that because he's the only person I know that treats his cats like roommates. <laughs> because, like, I, I swear, he has, okay, our brother Thomas just has cats and then they disappear and he never asks or cares what happened to that fucking cat at all uh, it always just gonna be like what happened to sean he'll be like oh yeah sean went outside one day and never came back he's like i still see him around sometimes and i'm like you still fucking see him around sometimes what the fuck does that mean and he's just kind of like i he's out living his life and i'm like nobody treats cats like that you don't have like that's not, that's a feral cat situation if you just had a feral cat that was at your door <laughs> Yeah. You don't raise a cat from a kitten and then just let it out one day and be like, yes, it's outside now. Like, it's got his own life. He always picks up the cats and he looks at them like he's checking them <laughs> out for something. <laughs> he's such, he's so weird with them. I mean, they love him. They come back and they, they seem to love him. But yeah. I, He takes care of the ones that stay. He just does not care if he has the same cat that he had earlier or not. And Tom's got he this just... sort of charisma that, like, his neighbors, like, he'll come over. It's like, hey, Tom, um, yeah, your cat was killing birds in my yard again. <laughs> you know? And Tom's just like, oh, yeah. Like, it's just like... <laughs> he just... Tom is the most Norm McDonald guy that I know in real life. We've already had like, this conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's, not, it, it's not fair to the rest of the world, I guess. Uh, maybe you have your own personal Norm McDonald. If you do, congratulations to you. I'm sure maybe <laughs> we all do, but like, it's nice to have one because, and it's baffling sometimes. <laughs> but you just roll with it, and uh, you'll get some good moments out of it. So, I yeah, th I mean, this was me and Tom during Thanksgiving. It was when he told me about his cat just disappearing because mm -hmm. he got a new cat. He just like because he'll always just be talking about a new cat that he because no, he never no. gets his cats neutered or spayed ever. No, he didn't. And so it. it just whatever cat that he has mm -hmm. has kittens at some point. And then he picks a new kitten from the litter, and that's his new cat. And then the rest of the cats just find new homes miraculously. The, the rest of us have our cats that live in our house and we care for and that live with us and have like have for years. And then he's just kind of like, Yeah, yeah, Sean's gone. Uh, this is my cat, Morgus. And uh yeah, we we get along fine. Yeah, we have the same two cats for 14 years, and <laughs> it's just like, all right. Tom's just I, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a <laughs> new cat. It's got uh, orange tips. Like it. Yeah. Cool he's, cat. He's done it before, too. He's just like, I'm going to go grab a cat, and he left and got a cat. <laughs> he had one. <laughs> I, was like, Where'd you get that I know he pissed Brett off with that. Brett was his roommate for the longest time, and he worked at the Humane Society. Yeah. And I think that Brett got attached to cat animals, but Tom does not get attached to animals. It's kind of like a, he lived like he. It's like I said, he's they're roommates to him. He's they not, live with him cruel. as long. Yeah. He's not cruel. He's no. Very much a. I don't know. He, he treats he, them like they're animals, and they're not. They're never his pets. These cats are not Thomas's pets. They're just as well. That's the way it is, isn't it? He he lives with them as an animal, and that's and if that if it's that cat's time to go, it's that cat's time to go. Thomas doesn't give a shit. It's not like he's gonna tell a guy not to move out. 
Yeah, yeah, basically, that's what I was saying. I was like, so your cat just fucking moved out? And he's like, I guess. He's like, he might move, he might live with one of the neighbors because I still see him around. And I'm like, you still see him around? I was like, do you try to catch him? He's like, no. They'll come back if he wants to come back. Yeah, he's like two seconds. It's like, oh, Sean's back in. And he's like, get away. He just like immediately doesn't want anything to do with it. But they love him so much, so... Uh, all right, and well, it is nice to always have kittens to play with, and Tom does always have kittens, so uh, that is not the way it should be. You should spay and neuter your pets. I, I'm not condoning anything that Tom is doing, uh, most this and most other things, but uh, he does always have kittens. Oh man, he's 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 there's no changing Tom, so you can't keep arguing with him. He's act actively, uh, he's actively destroying the population of birds in southern Indiana. Oh no! <laughs> Probably. There's uh, no way to stop him. There's no way. <laughs> you could offer to spay and neuter the cat you, yourself. He won't take that. He won't take. No. That. It's not. His it won't happen. Thing. It's never gonna happen because you'll never catch that cat because only Tom can catch the cats. <laughs> and if Tom catches the cat, it's not getting spayed. So, <laughs> fuck it. I don't know what to do. My cats are neutered. I don't know what to do. I can catch my cats. They're both <laughs> rat. <laughs> they're, both just, they're both absurdly overweight. Um, it's not my fault. I put out the right amount of food. <laughs> anyway, we take a, we took a detour, a much needed detour, but we'll get back to Grey's Anatomy. So yeah, right after um, this. All right, so back to Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. So we already established you thought it was fucking nuts. You had no idea what was going on with Addison mm. Shepard and Derek Shepard. Mm. So, okay. So what, how did you feel about um, Christina Yang and Dr. Burke's relationship? That's um, Christina Yang is the intern that was running up to the helicopter. She was the one that was trying to go with him to uh do the heart plan heart transplant and he kept saying no and then when she and uh alex karev both ran he accepted alex karev to go with him so how did you feel about that relationship not knowing anything i don't understand what is going on in that relationship i don't know what the <laughs> relationship is i don't know if it was ever like i don't know if we ever learned what it was okay so what i remember is that uh, christine christina uh, Christina was at the bar, and the dude, what's the, the what's the the surgeon's name? Doctor Burke. Burke, um, Doctor Burke. Uh, they were all like at the same bar, but they were all mad at each other at the beginning of this. And Christina, what was it that she kept saying? It was some weird thing. What? Oh no, was theirs that she fell asleep while they were having sex? I don't remember that, but I, in the bar, all I remember is that. Derek and Burke were both playing darts and they kept mentioning that they were thinking of their faces when they were throwing the darts. That's all I really remember. Yeah, they were all like angrily looking at it. It's like, she's probably thinking of my face. And then the other lady's like, there's a lot of meme. Uh, the Izzy character was like really mean to the Hold gynecologist. On. Sorry, two seconds. You got really quiet all of a sudden from earlier. Oh no. Like this there whole time I've been quiet? No, you got oh, quiet. No. You got quiet at the beginning of that sentence that I stopped you. Well, I was being very tender about it because it's very <laughs> sensitive material. 
I don't. What was I talking about? Uh, Christina uh, Yang and Doctor Burke. Oh, um, and then I. Oh, and then we had Izzy at the bar. She, this gynecologist came up. I was like, "Can I join you for a drink?" And she's like, "Shut up! We don't like that, that kind here." <laughs> that and was then, Alex Karev. That's the guy that uh, ended up going in the helicopter with Doctor Burke. Uh, okay, he's so, not a gynecologist. He pissed off Addison um, in a previous episode, and he got. He got put on her service, so he can't do their stuff anymore. He got put on her, and she's the she's the gynecologist, uh, or she's so. the 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 ped surgeon. <laughs> I like how that like it, the, it was clearly hurt that this man the most when the bartender laughed. <laughs> like, oh man, like <laughs> I I felt bad because it's like if I were a bartender, I'd be like, fucking like it doesn't it, you just mad at him because he's a gynecologist? Like that's rude. <laughs> like hey, buddy, well like, that's. Sorry, the bartender's their their friend. Uh, okay, okay. So that's that's Joe the bartender, and there's a whole episode where he has a, a heart condition that they have to fix, and then they all pay for it because they oh. love him so much. So that's <laughs> his that's his situation. I think that already that happened earlier in the season before this episode. Okay. Yeah. So um, that. So he's all... he's fresh with his new heart, having to laugh at those people because they saved him. I know they're like oh, you fucking <laughs> dumb bastard. Like, he's uh yeah they, they she was being real mean at the bar. Um, yeah, they're very mean. Everybody in this episode was very mean about everything. I yeah, like, you had mentioned it before. Uh, so this kind of opens on this the shooting at this restaurant that kills two people and I believe injured fourteen people. Like it, it was, was rough. A significant events and it was kind of played off as so uh ken marino's character was like oh i was an ass and he came he was trying to kill me it's like okay which how bad of a shot could he be because it doesn't seem like anybody else in this restaurant was any kind of asshole except for him and also it doesn't seem like he was enough of an asshole that you'd want to murder him yeah first of all you wouldn't want to come shoot that guy at all but you also, what we learned at the end of the episode, why would you come and finish the job? That That's was... not the kind of guy you you do that with. So it's like, why did they choose that situation for an intense shooting where it's like, why didn't they give a real reason for this guy to be upset? They didn't even really give a reason why that guy was upset. They just kind of like made it clear that this guy's a little annoying or a little bit insensitive, but he's just a restaurant manager. He's not anything significant. But they don't really say what he did. Like, they don't really say that he did anything too terrible to anybody. But yet a guy wants to come murder him and And then comes and finishes the job. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. Izzy makes that comment where she's like, I would have come and I understand like you're probably the one that came that he was coming to kill. And I was like, I don't think so. So it's like, are we supposed to be like, oh, well, the shooter was justified, but they shot they killed two people two people yeah. are dead one person in critical condition does not survive the episode and like this is a traumatic event and everybody in directly involved with it is just like that's my boss he's all yeah he's obnoxious and then that couple that got shot like the guy uses her as a shield and they both get <laughs> shot and it went through the woman and into the guy like they both like 
they both got like severe injuries and they're just sitting there like they're it's like just a relationship thing for Christine. yeah their whole thing was just kind of like we're breaking up yeah and it's just you use me as a human shield and now we're breaking up <laughs> like that's the last straw <laughs> even the parents okay so we'll get it let's get into this part too because there's a lot of yeah to out but the parents of the one the late so there's a lady that got like a, a brain she got shot in the brain and it was very clear she wasn't going to survive and they were like there they uh at first it was uh i've already forgot his name mcdreamy um gavin <laughs> what's his real name garrett derek 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 shepherd derek shepherd you uh, can call him mcdreamy everyone calls him mcdreamy okay okay good um he uh he is has the task of breaking the news to the parents this woman is also pregnant the woman who is dying and the baby is not fully grown yet so the whole moral dilemma here is that it's like well we could keep your daughter alive until the baby develops um but there's no you know there's no like guarantee the baby's going to survive or whatever so um that's it but these doctors are just like over it it's with parents an, e yeah immediately <laughs> no like the, that's the kind of like these assholes that just had their fucking daughter killed and like uh, they they came to the hospital thinking their daughter was like could be like saved they learned that she was not going to be saved and they learned that maybe her baby could be saved and these doctors act like they're just the biggest idiots on the planet for everything they say yeah they're just, like, just kind of like maybe we'll want the baby to survive <laughs> can you talk to these morons <laughs> and tell them their daughter has to die and <laughs> like they were in like the like the parents were like a little upset but like the doctor comes out it's like your your daughter's dead or gonna die <laughs> And they're just like, oh man. <laughs> they're like, this is a C plot at this point. We don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, what is the thing that the dad said? I wrote it down because it made me laugh. Uh oh, it, the the dude, I don't know his name, but he's he's there's so many stupid lines in this thing. He the guy's trying to to talk him into it. it's not mcdreamy it's another guy and i think it's oh george uh, probably george he's george trying... is i think the other earnest person that talks to him he's the he's the like boyish looking doctor yeah 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 so he's explaining his pits and he's like you have a daughter you have a family oh yeah whatever and he's like you ought to just shut up like just the weirdest <laughs> delivery it made me laugh um but like it was just like all of it was just so like they were just like yeah you gotta you gotta tell these guys like that I don't know what they're not getting I don't know what they're not getting through their head they they, they, they did expect them to get over it so quick because yeah that that that's basically like I understood like Addison's position because she comes in because mm -hmm. they want to save the baby at this point which I think is the next normal step mm -hmm. a human that just lost their daughter that's pregnant is going to be like can you save the baby that's the next normal thing that someone would say but to the doctors they're like what the fuck do they want me to do like uh, uh you want to use your fucking daughter as an incubator is that what you fucking want you bastards yeah. <laughs> like, that's what they did they and came in there and said that to them like they were the biggest assholes on the planet like their daughter like this is a probably like seven hours of of their daughter being in this condition 
it felt like as something as petty as like, well, we need this room for another patient. So like, I get we could try and like maybe it'll work, but like, come on, like yeah. get over it. You know, like you you'll have other children, like. The biggest fuck you, I think, was George when he comes back. Because, mm. yeah, you said he had that line. And he asked you if he has a daughter. And he says, then shut the fuck up. And then George comes back later and was like, you asked if I had a daughter. Yeah. And he goes, I don't, but I have a family. And then he's like, I, uh, with the people, uh, and the people that he's been talking to are her co-workers. He says, so, I have a family. I actually have several families, <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> It sounds like the most like you're trying to cover your ass thing. Yeah, well, you actually you said that, and I said no. But what I meant was actually I have a lot of families. Like I have more than one. And then basically he was like, I talked to her coworkers, and they said she was real nice. So I think she would have probably given her organs away, and that you guys should probably say that too. And then they're like, Oh God, this doctor's talking a lot of like stuff that makes sense, like. Our daughter's coworkers probably did think she was real nice and probably would just give her organs away in a heartbeat and not care about her baby. Yeah, he pulls the like, I know your daughter. And it's, <laughs> don't she came in with a traumatic brain injury. Like you never met their daughter. Yeah. I don't know what she was like at all. Like, unless you met her before. Like Like can can you imagine in this situation where if I was dying and then a guy just being like, I talked to her coworkers. And uh, I thought that she was oh, pretty, it. like, she friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was kind of, they said she was nice. And I was like, this girl wants to give her kidneys away. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> her coworkers are probably right. Yeah. That was the I didn't meet her. <laughs> like, couldn't the parents have wandered off and met, like, that guy that was very <laughs> concerned about her? But I thought for sure, so there was the dude that's next to Kim Marino that's like, my boss is a real asshole. Like, dude, like, you don't know what condition one of your friends is in. Like, yeah. you're the calmest person ever. And, like, <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to be the dad. Like, I thought that was what the twist we were waiting to hear is, like, like we don't know who the, the girl's... I don't think they ever. Oh, you thought he was going to be the dad of the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, but I, no, I didn't think he was going to be that lady. <laughs> I was confused as to what like you were thinking. 18 years old. Plot <laughs> <laughs> twist. I'm her dad. <laughs> I totally thought that was going to be the lady. I pretended to just be worried about a random girl, but I'm her dad. <laughs> um that would be hilarious that would be the twist of a lifetime <laughs> he pulls a mask off um so <laughs> yeah he, yeah uh, they did they did kind of frame it like he was going to be the father of her baby and i probably would have thought that too if i remembered she was pregnant i kind of i stepped away um in the middle of this episode and i think i missed when i she was pregnant until george started talking to the, the parents again okay and so i probably would have thought that too if if i had remembered she was pregnant while they were talking to that guy like the bedside manner of every doctor this was horrendous like izzy <laughs> izzy will get to here in a second because that was definitely that's the plot point to talk about that's we plot at, a yeah that's plot a um this whole this is, this is plot b probably the the shooting's probably plot b uh, Addison is probably plot C. So we're moving, we're moving up the plot lines. So yeah, so that 
this whole thing is it, it's just like there there was an active shooter and like it almost felt like it was a satire you know just of america like just it's like yeah oh, another tuesday like oh well good thing only two people died like and like a couple people like that guy i know he is a coward and he should not have used his fiance as a shield but it's like <laughs> they were pretending like he didn't just get shot in the shoulder as well like i know like, fine like you didn't just go through a horrible thing and then the whole joke at, oh my god this fucking episode yeah, so they're like, yeah, they're they're just basically like, um, you're a badass. Uh, uh, the whole, as you probably realized during this episode, the whole point of Grey's Anatomy is that all their patients are just going to remind them of their own relationships. Mm-hmm. So this whole time, as you saw, uh, the that two those two couples that just got fucking shot and have other problems, Christina mm. Yang's just kind of like, yeah, your your boyfriend's an I asshole, just like this, mine. This fits in. I see how this fits into my situation. Good thing I got to talk to you guys. Um, you know what? Mine just went off in a helicopter with a different guy because I wasn't allowed to come. You're like, yeah, Christina, that's what we should talk about right now. So we'll save all of what happens at the end here for the plot, a plot, but. So the the end of this whole thing is that the shooter comes back, like Kelly said earlier, the shooter comes back looking for Ken Marino, and you hear a bunch of shots fired. There's a gag where the guy hides behind his fiance again, <laughs> and she's just like, "That's it, we're done." I mean, if her, that, how is she? Yeah, that's a that's gonna be an interesting. Um, I guess I understand that, but yeah, uh, guy uses you as a human shield twice. You are out of there, good. buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He gave you another chance and you blew Not good. Not, not a good side. I just think that's a funny That's thing. a like, deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> She's obviously, I, she, no, I, well, my thought process was like, that's going to be a hard one to explain. Like, your boy, you and your boyfriend were in a shooting and then you broke up with him. Like, but I think she could easily then be like, no, he tried to, he tried to put me in front of the gun and be like, oh, okay. So, never mind. Um. Anyway. Like I was saying. So anyway, are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh. You keep saying so anyway, like you're gonna be talking. I was uh, I was gauging something. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so they all get shot, and uh, that's sort of the big thing. We'll we'll dis- we'll rediscover something else. So again, this is sort of treated like it's like ah shucks, another one of these bad boys. Good thing we're at a hospital. But you go outside, you see these uh, two people on the ground dead. Um, one of them is Ken Marino, so that's definitely the the restaurant guy. At least. That's... All right, you see one person dead. You you assume the other is dead. What do you mean? There, there's one guy that's down, no, but no, not no, no, dead. No. There's there's three there's three bodies. I know oh. there's three bodies. I believe the other one is maybe. What is up with this guy that he has a slightly annoying boss and he comes and murders several people because of it? I have an annoying boss. I've never wanted to murder anybody. It's Not like, even him. To, learn to aim a gun, I think. Learn to aim a gun and learn some, like, learn to talk to other people, I guess, because like- there's going to be several people just like Ken Marino in your life and you're going to have to not murder them. It sounds like if this guy. In this universe, he could have walked into this establishment, pulled out a gun, shot Ken Marino directly in the head, 
put his gun in the holster and walked out and would have been fine. Like he would have, like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like that would have been an issue, but he just seems like he's a really bad shot. Um, which turned into, and 14 people were injured. That's um, insane. Like it, uh, everybody else in the restaurant seems to be a good person. So, yeah. and this guy's issue seemed to be just Ken Marino. Like that's how they, that's how they frame this. And then also this guy kills four or injures 14 people and like shoots up a place and is still able to come to the hospital to finish the job. Like the police didn't even like the police didn't guard the hospital first of all. And then they, because if you didn't find the guy that did this immediately, so he got out of there mm-hmm. and he had a way to this, this would have had to be several hours because of, uh, we know that Dr. Burke was taking several hours to to helicopter to another hospital and back and back and forth. Mm-hmm. So in that time frame, this guy that did the shooting wasn't caught, le- left the scene of the crime and then gets back to the hospital to finish the job where the police knew the like main person that the guy was coming for was still alive yeah like uh, i'm sorry i don't know what seattle's police is doing and i'm sure that this is not just the tv show this is seattle's police yeah no they were seattle's real police (laughs) fucked up this situation by not guarding this hospital at all and allowing this situation to escalate even further for this guy to come back and finish the job that he apparently had no remorse for shooting all these people because he came back to shoot more people at uh, a hospital. So, I don't know. They should have done more with Ken Marino's character to justify, not that this could ever be justified, but, like, all they did was make Ken Marino a little annoying. Like, he didn't even do anything. He was a little annoying. My boss is 10 times more annoying than Ken Marino's character was in this episode. And I've never once wanted to murder him at all. And he's just like that braggy guy. He almost seems like he's trying to joke about it. You know, yeah. like, yeah, I'm just that good at this stuff. You know, and it's like, everyone's supposed to be like, ah, ha, ha, yeah. Like, no, yeah, he's the person you roll your eyes at. He's not yeah. a person you murder. Like roll your eyes at while he's looking because that's what he wants. Like if they, yeah, if they wanted this guy to be that unlikable, he should have had to have like assaulted somebody in some way. Like right. he didn't do that shit at all. He was just basically this was just a guy that you're just kind of like it, it, this guy's here. That's all this guy was like, in this episode where you're like, oh god, if I go to the party, if that guy's there, I'm going home. That's all yeah. this guy was. Yeah, or just like, oh, please don't let me get stuck with this guy. Like that kind yeah. of thing. Um, I got it. They gotta, did not justify that at all. I don't know when we're going to get a chance to talk about this. So I need to bring this up. This, and you've already mentioned The League this episode. But there's an episode of The League uh, revolving around when they go to the uh, to Soldier Field to watch a Bears game. Ken Marino's in the episode. And there's this whole news story that came out about it, about Nick Kroll and Ken, like Ken Marino fight, trying to fight Nick Kroll, and he kept trying to fight him. Oh, like and in real life? Yeah. Well, that's the oh. thing. It just seems so bizarre. But like, it just seems like one of those things that, that they made. I'm almost. It feels like they must have made it up. Um, I could just, see those two people fighting. Just like be getting into a fight. Because, like, I think that they both are. I I don't know. I think all entertainers are insane. By just, I think by default i think all entertainers are insane 
<laughs> and then I think those two people probably have very strong personalities. I could see them fighting. It would be Nick Kroll and Ken Marina. Yeah, it's not surprising how many fights break out or how many people dislike each other because you have to have a pretty big personality. So I think you mean when you say they're all insane, right? <laughs> they just well, all... I think, yeah, what I'm saying is you have to have a pretty big ego to have that much attention on you oh, that sure. that often. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know, anybody that runs for any sort of office has to be. Oh, God, politicians probably have to be the most insane people in the world. You have to be missing a part of your brain that tells you, hey, buddy, like, maybe this isn't like. You know, maybe you're not qualified for this. Like, what gives anybody the idea they're qualified for that? I right. never know. Like, I I don't feel like sometimes I'm, like, qualified to work at a, you know, in the produce, you know? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't understand how people get to that level. Anyway, um, I just, that always, like, that was one of those things I was just like, are they, they're, they're fooling me with this? Because it was never a bigger story than that. Uh... But I was always curious about that. Um, anyway, so on to the A plot. So this is the absurd absurdity uh, to, I don't even know to what degree <laughs> this is. I know, absurd. this is when you started texting me like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, he got to the L that wire snap and is he <laughs> screaming? So it slowly starts with this. I I cannot believe it. Before you even say anything, I can't imagine going into this episode not even knowing like the intro into Izzy and Denny's relationship because this is where she just goes fucking insane. So it's like, and at the beginning they do they do make this sound like oh maybe they are just a patient intern relationship, and then you're like nope. <laughs> so uh, if you missed like all like the asides yeah. where it's just you watching Izzy and Denny. You're going to be like, what the fuck is happening? All right, oh. continue with your stuff. So she comes in, uh, and yeah, I, I was unaware. So that, that this whole thing, it's like, is it Denny or Danny? Denny? Danny, like our dad. Denny. Uh, Denny something. Um, Dequette. Dequette. Denny Dequette. And the, the whole thing is like, oh, Denny Dequette's here. And then Captain Igo's like, can I sit by him? And they're like, you better not play Scrabble with him. <laughs> um, so it's like okay so she has a relationship with this patient but good lord the relationship she has with this patient so mm -hmm. they're in love i guess and, yeah or she is in love with him is the impression that i got and he's okay like, oh, okay before yeah before okay so if you're confused by that okay so basically denny came in as a patient and he had a crush on Izzy and she they didn't like him at all at first, which is where you get the outburst from her later that you see. So before she's just trying to be professional, she's trying to come in. He has a huge crush on her and he just keeps asking her out, mm -hmm. trying to get more time with her. And then it turns into them playing Scrabble together, her like coming in and doing everything for him. So that's that situation. So, like, they very slowly become just, like, each other's person. Okay. Um, very adorable, I guess, until it gets to this extent. So this whole, it's very cute until it's not, yeah. So, the whole idea is she's, she, she, she is an intern. Um, anyway, that's just, that I kept having to say that. I was like, she is an in. what is going on? So, she is, um... 
Oh, okay. So she's she hears, oh, the heart transplant's on its way, and it's yours. And she she runs to tell the guy, like, guess what? Your heart's coming. He's like, oh, he's right, clearly not to trust this. He's kind of like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. And she's like, no, this time it's real. And it's like, fuck. Well, you said it too many times. It's not going to be true. Um, and he's like, uh, this fellow's like. Well, uh, you know, if it doesn't come, I'm going to die. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to hold on anymore. Like, Jesus is waiting for me. Uh, and I honestly, I don't know. Like, it's, I was, it was like, Izzy, it's like, Izzy, come on. Like, you're so, she was so selfish about this. Like, what about, I think she yells, what about me at one point? She does. Because, yeah, originally, I think when you're talking about um, this first time, he says that, because he's trying to sign the DNR papers and she's trying to tell him not mm -hmm, to. Mm -hmm. And then he says, um, I'm pretty sure that's the patient's decision. And then he goes ahead and signs them. And then that's when that that's when that interaction ends and she leaves. Mm -hmm. And then that I think your the the interaction later comes when she realizes because she goes and tells him that the heart is his. And so um after that happens we go back to burke who is getting who is actually going to get the heart from a different hospital mm -hmm. and he meets the other doctor dr han so there's two hearts and two doctors and the these two doctors are already at a rivalry with each other because they already know each other from their past they went to the yeah. same school i guess they were first and second in their class um so we have those two characters that are like oh shit like we're both getting hearts um dr burke's original heart is um ruined so i guess the whatever happened during that surgery the heart um went out and it was no longer usable so he starts to go after the new he goes heart and tries to poach this other heart like immediately yeah. it's like that's mine yeah like, and the whole whole idea is that she's working on he, the the patient he's working on flatline so he's immediately goes in and he's like do not move like do, what does he say like do not it's basically that like do not move a muscle and yeah. then she stops to, she's like just about to start surgery and then that's when we learn so uh, i guess in this situation uh, according to this uh um fictional no he's uh, world, I'm sorry he says not even a single slice yes <laughs> hilarious plot. I'm glad you remembered that because that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> I know it's very uh, like it's funny because it's supposed to be so about humanity, but at the same time, they're just making it like we don't give a shit about Dr. Han's patient at all because we're just gonna take this heart and give it to Denny. Who gives a shit? Yeah, um, this poor other but person. In this situation, they're just kind of like, okay, now we have to reevaluate. So they call like this like guy that's like part of the heart board. I don't know what this guy's role is, but he's like and the donor list. So like he's like telling them, and this is when the the title of the episode becomes relevant because they're like, um, okay, so they're about the same in every in every single way. And then they're like, yes, but Dr. Han's patient was before your guy. And they're like, by how much? And then he's like, 17 seconds. Yeah. And it's like, gasp. That's all? Like, 17 seconds? And that's when it just be like, now both of us can have the heart. So Izzy gets this information because she's on the phone with Dr. Karev, which is the doctor, the intern that goes with um, Dr. Burke that's in love with Izzy at this point. 
Um, so she calls him to tell him, like, to be like, what's the status with the heart? And he's like, there's only one heart now, and it's between this, and it's only 17 seconds. And then that's when Izzy's like, Denny's getting worse. Like, she just makes this up at this point. She's mm. like, Denny's getting worse. And then Alex is like, Alex doesn't believe her because he knows, he, he knows, knows she's in love with me. Yeah, he's oh, like, he... I he's like, I know this isn't happening. He's like, Izzy's in love with Denny, and she's she obviously is lying. And then he says, I'm not gonna lie for you immediately. And then she goes, then put Dr. Burke on the phone because I'll lie to him he myself. Has all but confirmed that she is lying. <laughs> yeah. He knows she is lying, which makes the whole rest of this sequence just that much more absurd at least three people are aware she's lying right um but go ahead even dr burke knows she's lying i think alex alex is the only one that knows knows she's lying because he he knows izzy the best and he knows this whole situation and as soon as she says this because she even she sounds like she's lying because he tells her the situation then she immediately says denny's getting worse which and then he's like yeah okay like no he's not and then and then he he says immediately after that like i just said i'm not gonna lie for you and she says put dr burke on the phone dr burke gets on the phone she says the same thing and he says my intern says that he's getting worse but you can tell in his face in his obvious actions after that he doesn't fully believe her either and then um they then i think that's when dr burke decides to try to play fair which i don't fully understand because he's still being an asshole about it and he's still trying to win, but he still says, out of respect for Dr. Han, I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure that the results show that my intern is telling the truth before, and I'm going to go back to the hospital and make sure it's real. Which so that's why some it's shady, stupid. Shady it sounds shady. Dr. Han knows it's shady, but he like, he decides to go back to the hospital to confirm it's real. And then that's when Izzy realizes that she has to prove in the actual results of his blood work she's already decided this because she's freaking out that she lied and that yeah she's freaking out because she's like i lied to what's his name burke i lied to burke i lied to burke what do i do and then her other those other two humans that she's friends with or not friends with meredith and christina they're all interns they're all the same level of interns they're like uh you shouldn't have done that i guess like (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know what you want like she's just izzy is just like and then they're even like she's like grabbing maybe i'm skipping ahead here but she's grabbing shit and taking it with her like you are skipping ahead because you did skip the part where she does realize because i think at first she thinks that she can just lie and say it and they'll just take the heart well but i think that burke does kind of throw the curveball when he says that he needs to get the results first Mm. and then i think that's when it dawns on izzy that it has to be real and then that's when she goes to meredith and christina and is like i lied and have to make it real somehow and I think that's when she decides that she has to actually make him sick to get the heart. Uh, this is absurd. And it she's, is. It's, it's wild. She's arguing with him. He's rightfully like, it's like, listen, no, no uh, I'll just d- get the next one. And she's like, no, like you're getting this very, like very emotional exchange between the two of them. And it's just it's getting more and more absurd and she pulls this whole shit about how she it's not fair that he's dying it's like the dude is like 
He's been waiting for a heart transplant. Who knows if it'll work? Like, who fucking, like, there's there's a possibility he will die anyway. Like, let but the Paul, guy. But he made her love him. <laughs> yeah, it's his fault. And <laughs> it's just like, she is just off her rocker and just screaming at him. And he's finally like, okay, yeah, do this fucked up plan to steal this heart from this other person. <laughs> because... It is wild. Like, he's just kind of like, okay, you've screamed enough. I'm on board. Even though. Out of anybody, he should know the most that you can't just fucking take a heart from somebody else. Because if if, if he was I, I, as he is in this situation, it's like, you can't just take somebody else's. Like, I think what pushed him over the edge is the whole, what is supposed to like push us all over the edge in this episode, because it's the title of the episode, is the 17 seconds. Yeah, It's like, do you know how close you were to being the person that has the heart? 17 seconds and then you're like okay but that guy was still ahead of him like i don't i don't know i'm not i'm not in this situation obviously but the other person was ahead of him i'm sorry well and isn't it like likely that that other person has already heard that they're gonna get the heart like right no one gives a shit about that guy at all i mean it's like they're probably not gonna explain this all to him but like if the decision is like you somebody's getting a heart and it's like I'm sorry if you didn't get this one, but that's just the way it is. Like, I'm sorry. But Do you want like, to know what else is wild, Paul, which you didn't see because you you this is continuing off this episode. But so Dr. Han is supposed to be this guy's champion. She's supposed to be the person that's like, my guy deserves the heart, right? Yeah. So you think that this whole episode, but Paul. As soon as Burke is okay, so as we learn, as we learn later in this episode, at the very end of the episode, during the shooting that Paul was talking about earlier, Dr. Burke is one of the people shot in in the crossfires of the shooter coming back to shoot Ken Marino's character. So Dr. Burke is down. So Dr. Burke was supposed to be the saving grace of getting this heart. He's the main heart surgeon at Seattle Grace Hospital. So he was the person that was supposed to get this heart, bring it back to Denny and fix this whole situation that Izzy put herself in. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Burke is down, so he's out. So we go back to Dr. Han, um, who is the other heart surgeon who is like, she's fighting with Dr. Karev at this point within this episode where she's like, it's been an hour. That's as much as time as Dr. Burke had to go to the hospital, get back and get like all the info that he needs for this so doctor after this episode you learn that dr krev is like yeah you're right but you could just do the surgery on our guy dr han's like i don't see why that's an issue then i'm still doing a surgery i don't give a shit about my guy (laughs) she just wants to do a fucking surgery so she's like okay It would be funny if she just like picks up the phone immediately and calls the other guy. Like, hey, sorry, you know, slipped away. See ya. Like, <laughs> no heart for you, buddy. Sorry. Anyway, I have a life to save, which is the other guy yeah, who shouldn't have your heart right now, it's buddy. It's very apparent that all of these characters are just like they're so like narcissistic. They're so yeah. like they do not care about anything except for what's going on with them to the point where it's just like anything could be happening around them and they're just like like this Catherine Hagel just like telling her dying boyfriend who is in need of a, a heart transplant that he is selfish for 
maybe wanting to die <laughs> if this didn't work out like is absurd it's absurd that we're supposed to get on board with it for that this whole and, you, and what's even funnier is paul they've known each other probably a month at this point a month of scrabble games <laughs> haven't gone on a real date haven't been outside of the hospital she is ready this is to, some high school uh, shit to dictate his entire life, decide when he what he does in his life, and also throws her entire her entire career away at the same time. It did make it made me. This is a flashback. You mentioned this, but I just wanted to mention it made me laugh when the lady brought in the the DNR form, and she's like, she's like, here's your DNR form to sign, and the uh, Catherine or Izzy's like, DNR. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> like, how, what do you? You're a doctor, and the, the doctor's just like, "That's right." <laughs> you know your stuff, bitch. Yeah, like, congratulations. Now I see why you use the doctor, and I'm the nurse that delivers the paperwork. <laughs> so glad I spent all that time trying to learn all this. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, the, the just just like several times, I was just like, what? Like just the it, way this is a wild episode. The yeah. way that Izzy was acting compared to the way everybody else, like I would believe that everybody else was as desperate as her in this episode, almost like <laughs> with the shooting and with like a lot of the other big things going on, the parents or somebody. Like, the most emotional characters we get are these two that are, like, barely know each other. That, like, he's not necessarily going to die. He'll probably more likely die if they're doing whatever yeah. the hell they're doing to make it Even, look like he's dying. Yeah, they made it They made it seem... I, I, I understand, like, if you were told you're getting a new heart. If you were as sick as Denny and you were, mm. like, told you're getting a new heart... I could see being myself being, like, if this doesn't work out, I'm done, I'm tired. And that not being your actual answer. Like, yeah. you're just kind of like, I don't think at any point in time, Denny was like, I'm actually just going to give up. That's it, too. And he, maybe he should have just said, like, listen, I know I said that, but, like, I, it's been a <laughs> Earlier, I know I said that I was going to give up if I didn't get this heart, but I really, I want you to chill the fuck out. And <laughs> I don't think that we need to make me almost die to get it. <laughs> right. Not Especially peaking. when they make within this episode, I think that was their whole thing with like mm. the the pregnant girl that got brain dead. Mm. Is their whole thing was like she's a she could be a donor, and then George goes in there and was like, uh, "My friend has a guy that just uh, is about to die, and he needs a heart. She's not a match, but she could be." But I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's how quickly people come up and are your matches. Like I know it doesn't happen like all every day, every all the time, but. I don't think Denny was actually ready to die if this did, heart didn't work yeah. out. It's like, I don't think Izzy needed, which, which by the way, she does kill Denny. Denny dies. I mean, so no it's not like we're going to, yeah, we're not, we're not going to revisit this. So, I mean, anyone, this is uh, season two of Grey's Anatomy. So I don't think it's a spoiler for anybody. Denny dies and uh, Kristen Wiig has some kind of weird, uh, she has a really weird season after he dies where she sees his ghost for a while. But... Kristen Wiig? Oh, sorry, I said Kristen Wiig. Uh, Kristen Heigl, sorry. Oh. I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> did she just appear? I'm not... Yeah, Kristen Wiig sees his ghost for a while. 
Oh, what is that? Oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> Where's Bill Hader with this information? I just really fast. I'm not peeking too much. Am I? I keep getting a little peak signal on my. I'm not like cutting out or anything. We're, we're both yelling. It's okay. I don't care. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like cutting out. Oh, uh, no, I don't you're care not. If I'm yelling. <laughs> um, so. This yeah, that I mean that this is it. It's hard to even. I remember I was explaining this to Kellator afterwards, and it was hard to do it justice because I think the most absurd thing about it is is Catherine Heigl's performance. It is so chaotic the <laughs> entire time that it's all. It's absurd that it's played against characters that are could not give less of a shit what she's doing, like. <laughs> She's wheeling carts around. They act. They say like, if someone's gonna come in and shoot everyone up, it's that lady that's <laughs> frantically wheeling a cart full of you know defibrillators and whatever else. After coming in and saying that she fucked up because she lied and said that that uh, her boyfriend was sicker than he was, and it's like if like this guy's flying back on a helicopter, like everybody is so they're like, all well, right. Okay, if I can inter interject for a second, I think it is made very clear that everybody everybody is very self-involved. All these characters only care about themselves. And I think that that's very, that's, that's supposed to be happening. And I think that that's supposed to be made apparent, made apparent in Meredith and Christina's conversation right before Kristen Heigl comes in. Because before that, they're both talking about their situation neither of them are commenting on what the other says. So like Christina says, Dr. Burke goes ahead and takes Karev without like even saying I can come. And then immediately after that, Meredith fires back with Derek hates uh, my vet, but he, he doesn't even give a shit that our dog has cancer. Neither of them are commenting on what the other one is talking about at all. And then, and then um, Kristen Heigl's character comes in and has her own thing, and they both just kind of look at her like, mm -hmm. "Are we supposed to? Are we supposed to give a shit about this?" Because yeah. they don't. They don't. They only give. They only give a shit about their own lives. Yeah, I guess when I bring that up to you, I just. I mean, I'm just. I'm accepting that's the universe. I'm just commenting on the universe. I think. Yeah. I was thinking about that with our last episode where I was talking about, you know, the Joey stuff, where it's just like. I feel like it's yeah it's just like that's what that's I've just I'm accepting that what's I'm seeing is what's happening right like that's how I talk about it it's like I get it like I and I'm sure that's it has to be intentional it's intentional but yeah it just makes that whole thing that much more chaotic um you know it what you know it, even uh, it, even knowing that that they're doing that on purpose it's just bizarre to think that this person is like going is clearly going to do something that and like not only are they like yeah there, some people are self-involved but then there's a couple other doctors and again i get these these blondes young ones mixed up i don't there could be four of them there could be one i don't know um i there, there's like blonde doctors i think there might be two um and... <laughs> i don't think there's two <laughs> there's only one then this one yeah, guy... i think it's the only blonde doctor i not maybe not doctor whatever they are intern it's a man um oh. the one that comes in at the end 
or near the end and he's like he's like what the fuck are you doing here and Catherine Heigl's like I need your help with something and he's like ah why is he all right I'll help you with your- are you talking about- George is not blonde okay I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> it's been two hours that's where you threw me because uh George <laughs> no no he's not are you sure nobody's blonde but izzy i swear to you no so is so is the main lady miranda or whatever her name is meredith meredith, meredith has brown hair she's blonde you don't no, know what blonde not. is this is not on me <laughs> this is you no i would say at most she has a rachel a rachel i put rachel blonde in quotes because rachel's not blonde but they always call her blonde well, rachel is not blonde but but she has the same hair color as meredith no no no. meredith is lighter and so is meredith is not blonde he's a blonde haired man no he's not he's a brown haired man oh no no that's possible i don't remember i don't i'm gonna send you a photo of george after this and you're gonna feel ridiculous (laughs) i might actually (laughs) i i there's a good chance because i kept thinking i seriously kept thinking there were three of them because he kept changing in size and his head shape i thought (laughs) I should have taken all those mushrooms before I watched. <laughs> I'm texting you a photo of George right now. <laughs> all right, let's take a look at him. Keep talking because it's going to uh, take me. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm just thinking about what I can say that's not like <laughs> something that needs to be discussed. Does uh, it make you feel ridiculous for seeing this photo? Did you send it? Not yet. Keep talking. Right. Uh, okay, so anyway. Um, George does, as far as I'm concerned, well, he comes in and she's like, I need your help with something, George. And he's like, all right. And then he sees what's going on and she's convinced. I don't know what it is. Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. What the fuck? That's not even. Hold on. That's. (laughs) You have more brown hair than that. I'm so sorry. thought it was going to be light brown it is black (laughs) (laughs) fucking brown as shit like there's no blonde no one could ever say that george was blonde in their lives that's how dumb you are (laughs) i thought there were several blonde men there's not even there's no blonde men because alex karev is also a brown-haired man uh everybody else uh derek shepherd brown hair chief weber brown hair there's no i don't think there's any blonde haired men in this entire fucking episode who's the guy that's marrying the guy that's mean about the dog situation uh he also has fucking brown hair but that's not george that's not george so there is a Uh, vet the vet no 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 he's the guy that the lady's like I love you and he's like I'll call you later who's that it's George alright alright so there's only one of them (laughs) I think that you just thought George was nine different people somehow (laughs) I really and he has brown hair the whole time (laughs) like literally sometimes I thought like what's with this weird looking guy like he looks like he's like 50 and sometimes I'm like he looks like he's like 18 (laughs) Like, he kept changing shapes. Like, I'm not even kidding. I know that sounds insane, but I 
was convinced like when you're you playing with fire because okay george is a whole situation because people love tr knight a lot which is the actor that played george and he he also only lasts about three seasons and the reason he only lasted three seasons i know you had no idea that this happens so i'm not Uh-oh. i'm not making i'm not making fun of you but um the whole reason he doesn't last three seasons is the whole reason that dr burke doesn't last three seasons um so there's a whole behind the scenes controversy where the actors tr knight and isaiah washington um isaiah washington keeps calling tr knight a gay slur okay and patrick dempsey got in a fight with isaiah washington for who plays dr burke um for calling tr knight this slur and then um after that both actors leave the show i i want to apologize for um (laughs) for, for the you know the stereotype of gay men that they look like eight different guys. I I've told just, you this I wasn't really... about you. I told you this you wasn't about like, you. Don't be embarrassed. But okay. I wanted I you to be. be... Like, he quit show business because people want... kept saying his head changed shapes or something. Like I'm like, what did I, I say you... that like be? And you're just I wanted like, you to be aware that it wasn't anything that you said that made me say this, but people are going to be defensive of T.R. Knight because people loved him I'm and were pissed anything. that he left. I'm saying he, he's a he's a tremendous actor so much so that he can play nine different He characters. can play several different blonde men in <laughs> I got yeah, the way you said that, I was like, oh, I said something so specific. It's like somehow I fed into this super toxic like thing that like that the fan base has like latched on to. And it's just like, oh no, what did I do? Like I Everyone is very shit. defensive that everyone thinks TR Knight is blonde. In reality, he has brown yeah, hair. <laughs> or it's like, oh, he dyed his hair blonde and they kicked him off the show. I was like, what happened that like like oh okay no no my whole point of saying that is that people people loved george and were pissed that he left okay and then we're also at the same time we're also pissed at the christina yang and dr burke situation because they did cut it off at a very weird point because all this shit happens and then um the way that they that first of all they have they have tr knight die so he dies he dies a hero, but he still fucking dies. Mm-hmm. And then they have Dr. Burke just fucking skip town on Christina Yang at their wedding. So he's, he um, just leaves her at the altar and then just goes about his life. So he gets to fucking live. So he just lives and he just leaves. And T.R. Knight has to die this horrible death. Like, just like, uh, like I said again, he dies, at, he's supposed He's supposed to be a hero in the episode that he dies in. But like in this situation where where T.R. Knight and and Isaiah Washington both leave because Isaiah Washington comes with a slur, why does T.R. Knight have to die a horrible death? And then Isaiah Washington just get to be like, I just left this woman and was just kind of like, peace, bitch. Didn't love you anyway. So (laughs) yeah, it's a whole big thing. Like, oh man. What I think I think what made me bring it up is because you're kind of at the situ- you're at the point where this this is starting to be a problem 
now. So this is when people started learning about this situation. Uh, so this is when Dr. Burke is um, beginning to leave. So he gets shot, which you just saw in this episode. And then his his hand stops working, which you see in this episode that he can't feel his hand. Um, but this is when he's like, he he can't, he can't um, perform surgery anymore. And then he gets like depressed that he can't and then he takes down christina they're supposed to get married he leaves her at the altar like that's the whole that's the whole storyline with them after this and then tr knight like uh, he leaves callie he gets married to callie leaves callie and then he dies You were also talking to us like, well, she finally left that fucker. Like, you were talking to us like chicken about him earlier, weren't you? Well, he was he okay, his character is an asshole. Like, oh, oh, you didn't know some people were gonna get on your <laughs> ass about like you were talking shit about him. I haven't said I'm a a thing. I haven't said a single <laughs> shitty thing about him. I just thought he was eight people. <laughs> that was his character. You didn't know who he was. <laughs> His character was a little piece of shit. I don't care. But him as an actor was a one person. <laughs> I thought was blonde. It had like really like <laughs> I was picture I don't know what I filled in I filled in some <laughs> gaps in my memory with <laughs> incorrect information. I was trying to follow you because I was like, I literally can't know I don't think I think Izzy's probably the only blonde person in that whole episode that I can think of. Just this is just a case against uh, witness testimony, by the way. Like, <laughs> I mean, half the half the population is at least as dumb as I am. Like, uh, <laughs> just imagine somebody thinking that they knew something, like <laughs> what somebody looked like in any given situation. There were several blonde men in here, and they were like, "It's just George. <laughs> George was in here. <laughs> just one man with black hair was in here." <laughs> no, I'm telling you, there were several blonde men. They all robbed me at gunpoint. All right. Well, that's, we're probably um... going to have to start to wrap up at some point because <laughs> we've, we've been going on for a while. <laughs> I was about to do that. Um, <laughs> there's a, I was thinking there was another really funny line. No, no, no. We went over it. It was the multiple families line. That was so fucking funny. That was like, seriously, like a. Like a, I come a from a family. I come from multiple families. <laughs> like it could have been. And your family. daughter would have liked to kill her baby and continue saving several lives, which is only what me as a doctor would tell you to do, not any human person. <laughs> like it's like there was that show, Children's Hospital. Do you remember that show? That like yeah parody show. It's like they could have just been in that. Like the <laughs> so, some of these lines, I'm like they're probably better than that. I don't remember that show being any good, but um they're probably better than than that show i always have to just randomly insult one thing that i have no familiarity with i did get i got so fucking pissed at his speech at the parents because i don't think what they were trying to do was unreasonable especially yeah. for a brief period of time it wasn't like they thought through they didn't think it through the doctors came in told them that their daughter was brain dead and it was a possibility uh, that the pregnancy was still alive right why would the doctor say that if they didn't want the the parents' next emotional response to be save the baby? Right. 
because that that's if that happened to me that would be my next emotional response is that is there anybody that can be saved let's fucking save them they're like the parents are like oh your daughter's dead (laughs) she's not gonna survive this so and then they're like oh you're not over that yet okay so anyway (laughs) um we can save the baby but it's pretty much but you're gonna be a selfish jackass if we do so let's save the baby it's like no (laughs) no you don't get it (laughs) you mixed up a w you're using your daughter as an incubator for your fucking dreams you asshole and then one of the people like mcdreamy pulls you know addison or allison whatever the hell her name is away and then he's like i got this and he goes over there he's like the same thing like no no you don't get it you gotta kill everyone you don't get it your whole family's dead (laughs) shut up already there's no one for you to love anymore don't you get it you asshole now let's save some people (laughs) yeah i know they don't they don't treat the parents like they're people that are mourning at all. They just treat them like they're people that came in and are in charge of the decision to make people's life, like to give their organs away. Yeah. Like they just treat them like organ salesmen. Like they came in and they're just kind of like, um, uh, you're being really selfish about your <laughs> organs. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. It's just like, well, my boyfriend needs this. So, you're being a little weird about your daughter's <laughs> kidneys i'm sorry i didn't want to say it but you're being a little weird <laughs> yeah it's oh my god this is just absurd i mean it was hilarious and it was it, it honestly one of the fastest 43 <laughs> minutes i've ever experienced in my it life it really was it was fast i couldn't believe like it because I, I was like oh man at 43 minutes i don't know if i'm gonna like not that i thought i was gonna run into it i was just like man that's gonna take forever and then i was like how are there six minutes left of this like, yeah paul i was possible? halfway through the next episode before i was done with my dinner and was like texting you to, to tell you i was done with the episode <laughs> like that's that's how much like and i was like if i watch too much of this next episode i'm gonna be talking about that so i can't watch it yeah yeah so like that's when i had to stop it and i was like i just gotta tell paul i'm done with the episode or i'm gonna be talking about this next episode but like that's how that's how gray's anatomy hooks you because you'll watch like nine episodes in a row and then be like oh shit it's like 3 a.m it's it, I, it's impossible how fast that moves like there's no, i've i don't know if there's ever I don't know. That's the fastest 43 minutes I've ever. <laughs> it's in, it's fucking intense. My first experience with Grey's Anatomy. So um, Emily had just moved to Ohio. Emily's our sister. Emily just moved to Ohio. I was on spring break, I think, from from high school. And I, I went to stay with Emily. And she had just bought two seasons of this on DVD, as well as one season of Scrubs. So we wa- we ate pizza and just watched this shit for like four days. That's all we did. It's just watch the stuff and talk to each other about this stuff. So like all, all of the original seasons of Grey's Anatomy, I just think of Emily. So I'm just kind of like me and Emily watched this. Like we were like, we were bonding. Like this was our shit. And then it was also scrubs. So like, I don't know why, I don't know why we decided we went to target like, and bought these. So we were just kind of like, mm-hmm. Oh, 
like we'll buy these like why not let's let's watch these and like it's so like ingrained in my mind too like the theme song like I can feel it as soon as the theme song happens and like the I don't think it happened in this episode because they cut the themes the theme short on like the intense episodes but there's like a whole intro where like they show like the eyelash curler and then they cut and they show a scalpel and they do the nobody knows what they might be like nobody knows but there's like a whole intro that like every time it plays my whole body just transports back to emily's apartment in ohio and i'm just kind of like that's where i am i'm like 16 years old i'm in ohio and i'm watching this (laughs) i'm watching this show that's funny yeah my my older sister is buying me pizza and i'm happy there's i mean there's life doesn't have enough stretches of days where you can just do something and not feel guilty about it and like, exactly just like i'm gonna consume this i'm gonna play the, i'm gonna play this video game from beginning to end and just not care <laughs> what time it is because it's like oh it's 11 30 who gives a shit it's always 11 30 it's always 11 <laughs> 30 <laughs> I'm so happy right now, Paul, because I, okay, today um, I was supposed to be on a work trip for two weeks straight in Florida Okay. Um, for until December 23rd, right before Christmas Eve. That was what I was supposed to do up until now. And I was supposed to have no days off in that. And then it all got canceled today. Holy shit. And I feel fucking amazing right now because I just freed myself of like so much work that got put off until January that I feel amazing about. And I'm going to stay up until like 3 a.m. watching shit tonight. Congratulations. Thank you. That's incredible. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) That's it. I'm happier when people are going to do this when they're getting married or having a baby. This is more important. (laughs) having a couple weeks off is amazing it is so nice when you think that you're just gonna be i thought that i just had work straight solid for two weeks and now i'm fucking free until christmas basically because christmas is when you get off so like i thought that i like i i was already prepared to on on monday i was supposed to go off to uh, i was supposed to first go off to tennessee and then we're Mm -hmm. supposed to go to georgia and then florida so like I was supposed to just not be home. And now this is the best feeling in the world, I think. Yes. I I have nothing to do because obviously I made no plans because I had no time until today to know this is happening. So right now I'm the most free that I've ever been in my life. That was the the best thing about working at a college is that there is a period where they cannot justify anyone being there. They yeah. can't do it. Even if the most like, <clears throat> oh, we need people to it's just like we can't. There's literally nothing we can come up with for you to do. Sorry, bitch. So yeah. enjoy two weeks off. And it's like, fuck yeah. It's funny too, because I, I don't know. I uh, obviously this is a stupid reason, but I thought my karma was all shifted because like I felt like a bunch of bad shit was happening to me in a row. And then it just got to the point where I'm just kind of like, I guess I'm just booked solid for this. And I, I don't know, this is a stupid reason too, but I was like, I'm missing three trash days in a row. So I'm like, I'm just going to have trash in, like, in my trash That's can weird, forever. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't know, everything just felt like shit. I was just like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't outwardly complaining all that much at work, but I was 
I was just like, I just hate, I hate all this. I hate all this. I don't understand why we have to do all this work right before Christmas up mm-hmm. until fucking Christmas. And then it just all went away. And then I'm like, maybe my karma is right. I don't why know. Do you just take the trash out before you left. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't do that, Paul. <laughs> I'm not going to get onto that in a podcast, but it doesn't work that way. I can't believe you don't take your trash out. I take my fucking trash out, you (laughs) son of a bitch. That's a joke for something that they won't hear. I know. (laughs) That that wasn't fair to put that on you and then (laughs) assume you wouldn't defend yourself. Um, You're not going to hear about the trash can. We went into a whole trash can conversation. (laughs) Just you listen to the stuff we leave in the show. Just imagine the garbage that we take out. That's kind of (laughs) a joke, I guess. Um, So, anyway, thanks for uh thanks for hooting and hollering with us we really appreciate it uh we always like you and we're friends with you we're best friends with you and join us for our next episode where kelly and i will uh pick a uh definitive uh rock and old rock and roll song playlist for christmas uh that uh tom will not be, be mad about um Okay, first of all, you you say that I don't know. I I'm in I am in a group text with Paul and Tom where they started making this playlist and then I immediately left the conversation. <laughs> but they started making this playlist. I threw out two options, but Thomas seemed to be on board with every fucking thing you said. <laughs> I don't think i don't think there's any issue with anything i only left the conversation because i was like how long will this fucking go on just because no, i said I'm that i like you. boys of summer playing at the gas station and then suddenly you guys are making a whole playlist for christmas <laughs> <laughs> i'm having a good time in there i like i make i made a playlist too you did yeah. but i didn't need to be part of it all right all right (laughs) (laughs) sorry you're part of our classic rock playlist uh you should be sorry anyway thanks for joining us hey you're all right folks and uh don't uh don't worry so much um you know about things um try to take it easy uh holidays are coming up you know just chill out a bit and uh whatever you know just play it cool um all right see you later bye